So, of course, you know, hello on text and thank y'all for tuning in. I'm tooling on down the road here, and uh, so pardon me if I pay more attention to the road than the camera. Nothing personal. Uh, so, hopefully, this film's okay and you get to hear this. Uh, the question had come up about an old Buddhist practice called Chode, C H O D. You can look it up. It's pretty cool. There's an author, I can't remember her name, but real nice person who's been practicing for a while and she brings the practice over and introduces it to people. If you read some of the older Buddhist texts or whatever, they talk about this idea of feeding your demons. The idea is, is that things within you that trouble you, bother you, uh, being angry at somebody, being upset, being frustrated, those things take on a life of their own. And when they do that, they're constantly vying for attention and trying to get you to make decisions a certain way, react a certain way. And you can see that. It, it, the idea is, is they have IFS now, which is these internal family systems. And before I get into that, I want to get into the idea of the uh, hypnotist practice to parts. And I always laugh when I think about that because I remember the old commercial, Parts to Parts. Uh, chicken nugget commercial. The idea, though, that you have all these different parts of you that make you up into the person you are. And it's easy to understand if someone was to say to you, well, you know, I'm trying to get into that creative part of me. Or, you know, when you're doing something, you go, well, yeah, I know that's an angry part of me. The idea that you can have many different aspects of your personality embedded in you, and you call those up to do things. So, when you're doing hypnotism, the idea is, is that you find that part of you that was projecting a certain coping skill. Now remember, going back into coping skills, coping skills can be anything that helps you get through something. It don't necessarily have to be great, or it could have been great when you did it. Now that you've overused it, it's not great anymore. So, there's a part of you that says, oh, well, when someone's screaming at me, the way to protect myself is to run, or to shut down or to get angry and scream back, and then they'll get scared and they'll go away. Whatever it was you learned to do as a coping skill for that problem, you keep doing over and over, and it becomes a part of you. The same way as you have parts of you that you you had to kind of get in contact when you're sitting there drawing. And a lot of time when you want to get into those things, you just sort of start fidgeting or doodling, and you let your mind relax, and if you're lucky, you get in contact with that part that has that certain thing you want. There are also, though, lots of other parts vying, vying for attention, trying to find a way to get to the top and make their voices heard. For those of you that watch the Dune series and you've seen uh, towards the end of one of them, I think it was the Children of Dune, where Aaliyah was basically all of the different people in her past were fighting for control. So it's an excellent scene, you can catch it on YouTube. All of these different spirits in her, these ancestors, were fighting for control and trying to take over and make their point known. 
So that's another way of looking at all those different parts of you. They're part of you, but they're aspects of your personality, parts of who you are and who you call them. And I'm sure you find yourself doing things from time to time where you will, you know, do something that someone in your life did. Maybe it was your mom or your dad or a brother or somebody. They said something or whatever, and it stuck. And now you repeat the habit. You get angry and you act a certain way. Uh, a lot of times when you're raising your kids, you realize that you say things that you said you'd never say because it's the first thing that pops in your mind because it's what your parents used to say. And you're like, oh shit, I'm turning into my parents. So this is the concept of what you're made up of. And then when you move on through to this idea of IFS, you're made up of many, many parts that are trying to get things done. So there's a little child in you that wants to be heard. There's a rebellious teenager that wants to get what they want. Um, maybe there's, you know, the mom part of you that wants your mom stuff, you know, like wants you to behave a certain way, wants people to listen a certain way. Understanding and knowing these parts of yourself allows you to then figure out how to maneuver through them. So going back to feeding your demons is the idea that when you're in a meditative stance, and this comes with a lot of pre-work, I always warn people, you have to know how to self-calm, you have to know how to relax and bring yourself down when you get upset, agitated, aggravated. In that sense then, once you bring forward this part of you and identify it, then you're able to talk to it. You're able to sit there and almost like, you know, you're imagining that your anger, whatever you think your anger would look at, and a lot of people laugh, but you know, a lot of people can identify real quick and go, oh yeah, my anger's red or purple. And I see it. Sometimes it's huge and sometimes it's small. If you could actually label a part of you, what is it and what's going on? That scared part of you that wants to protect you. Maybe there's that little girl or that little boy that got hurt when he was a kid, and they're still there in you. And they're still trying to make sure you're protected and taken care of, and you don't pay attention to it because it's in your subconscious mind. It's part of your personality. So feeding your demon means instead of doing what we normally do to hide from these things, like, and I, and I, and I use anger a lot, but it's, it's all the emotions can be overloaded this way. You deal with your anger by distracting yourself. Let's go watch TV. Let's, let's go play something. Um, I need to talk to somebody. I need someone to keep me busy. I need something to be going on. Or more serious ways of, of dealing with it might be something bad, like taking a drug, taking a drink, self-harming. All these things are ways to distract you from dealing with that thing that's bothering you instead of actually sitting there and going, you know, Hey, what's up? Even in more modern Buddhist practice, they will sit there and tell you um, to, to sit and talk to your anger. I believe it was uh, Thich Nhat Hanh who I heard once sitting there and describing when something happens that, you know, he used to sit there and say, Oh, oh, you're, you're my anger. Come here. Thank, thank you for what you've done to protect me. And in all practices, whether it's hypnosis, whether it's IFS, 
whether it's chode, whether it's any other practice, they tell you, don't be angry and reject those parts of you. Look at them, accept them, and go, I understand. I see what you were doing. Let, let me listen to you. What are you upset about? What are you angry about? What can I do that will help you get what you want? Because in the end, most of these parts of you, this family of systems in you, has a purpose. Now that purpose may not be what you actually need at the moment. That part of you thinks it is. That part of you is afraid to let you go. It wants to protect you, keep you safe, wants to stop people from harming you or keep you from a dangerous situation. So by bringing it out, you know, and going, oh, come, sit down beside me. Talk to me for a minute. Tell me what it is you want me to know. Tell me what it is you, you, you want me to understand. And you are kind to yourself because you have to understand this part of you is just that. It's part of you. I mean, just because you don't like your handwriting doesn't mean you chop your hand off and try to get rid of it. It's doing the best it can. You accept it. You work with it. It's the same way with any other part of you. It, it's, it's you. So by accepting it and feeding it and going, okay, I'm not going to let this, this get out of control. I'm going to accept you. I'm going to listen to you. I'm not going to reject you. What is it you want me to learn? Okay. And then going back to hypnotism, the idea that while you're in that state, you also, after you negotiate with it, go, okay, I, I see what you're trying to do. You want me to be safe. Then negotiating, saying, if we could find another way that you would feel satisfied that we are safe and that I can take care of, of myself and you're comfortable with that, would you be okay allowing not to do what it is you want me to do, which is dissociate, scream, run, shut down, holler, get into a fight, or go or go take drugs or alcohol or cut. And that's when you call up another part of your family of systems or parts of you, which is your creative part, and go, hey, you know, this is the part of you that it's able to think through and come up with cool ideas about how to deal with stuff and how we're going to deal with it. So you call on that part of you to help you come up with ideas of a different way of dealing with this situation. And maybe you come up with one or two ways. Because remember, the, the one that wins the game is the one that has the most options for moves. So by coming up with a lot of different ways to handle this, that creative part of you gives you these ideas. And then you negotiate with that part of you that wanted you to do it a certain way. But look, I have these other ways of dealing with it. Would it be okay with you? I'm not trying to shoo you away. I'm not trying to shut you down. I accept that you're here to protect me and I love you and I'm grateful because you kept me alive this long. You helped me get through this situation. And for that, I'm grateful. Would it be okay if we try this other way? Maybe if we do this other thing. And by doing that, then we, we can we can see if there's another way. And not saying I'm not ever going to do that again. Because maybe you do need to run and scream sometimes. Or maybe you do need to fight sometimes. 
but not always. Any coping skill that gets overused ends up getting used wrong. At the same time, though, don't reject things outright. Just go. That's part of me. So in that way, I see in my mind how the Buddhist practice of Chode, the hypnotist practice of parts of you, the therapy system that they have called IFS, and other types of practices all kind of come together in a common ground of realizing that we are complex people made up of many parts, many parts of our psyche, many parts of how we handle things. And instead of rejecting parts of who we are, we learn to accept and feed those parts and nurture them and go, you know, I understand, I love you, I care about you, and there's another way to do this, and can we negotiate this? So I hope that answers the question of what would happen to an average client. I'm going to go one step further. The idea was asked, what would you do if the person had BPD? Um, pretty much the same thing. The idea is, is and, and IFS is one of those that, that comes real well after you do DBT, Dialectical Behavior Therapy. Now that you've learned to self-calm, see, remember I said, know how to keep yourself in check and bring yourself back down. Start practicing the next level, which might be IFS or some other type of therapy practice that helps you deal with trauma. So, being able to deal with trauma means being able to address those parts of you that took a hit when you went through the trauma situation. So, I think it works very well, all of them. All of them with the caveat, safety first, know how to self-calm, know how to take care of yourself. I mean, this is where that part comes in where I tell you, always seek out a professional. I know some people want to try things on their own. It's always better, though, to have someone who knows the practices and also knows the safety nets and helps you build those and help, helps you work through them. So that as someone with BPD, you can actually go through and eventually this end stage is working through these parts of you that want to cut, or worse yet, want to kill yourself, or parts of you that want to reject somebody because you're scared they're going to leave you anyway, or parts of you that go into rage. All of those parts of you are parts of what gives you that diagnosis of BPD. That's a cluster. And being able to deal with them means being able to deal with the individual parts, feeding those demons so that they don't feel they need to take over and take control. Because most people will admit that's the problem. When that part of you takes control, you lose touch with everything else around you. So being able to maintain control and stay in there by accepting the parts of you that have happened in the past and who you are and what you've done, decisions you've made, and then being able to turn those from liabilities into skills. Because there will be a time when you need to be angry. There will be a time when you need to, to react against somebody else. You have those in your pocket. It's just having more options so that you don't always have to be that way. Or that you don't have to be that way when it's going to get you into a situation you don't want to be in. So, yes, I think the practice of Chode would work well in the same sense that I think IFS works well, that I think parts and hypnotherapy works well. 
as long as you lay down the groundwork first. You can't get the cart in front of the horse, though. You have to deal with learning how to self-calm, self-soothe, mindfulness, and then comes the more complex practices. So, hope that answers all y'all questions. Y'all have a great day, and I'll talk to you later. I'm just going to have some fun. Bye.